No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade and I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it. As always, I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Well, Brian, uh, 2021 is unfolding so far so good. We've had a few challenges here and there, but as always in America, we overcome these challenges and we push forward. So still, nothing is going to get me down about 2021. I'm looking forward to all good things and uh, really hope that we can have some uh, calm for 2021, that we can move in the right direction. But as I said, I think any obstacle that we have uh, faced in the past in our nation's history, we've overcome them when I think about things like, you know, the crash of 29 and World War II and the pandemic, even the Civil War, Brian, we've always come out on the other side, haven't we? You know, that's a good comment there. And it's something we ought to remind ourselves because I, you know, as a financial advisor, I'm always being asked about the markets. Well, what if they crash and or what if they go down and they're too volatile and all this stuff? And it's kind of with a thought of what if they go down and never recover? I mean, really, that's what this person is saying. Right. What if this was just a big, I don't know, a big fake, the fake market, you know, and all of a sudden it's down and it won't come back up. And I think back, well, let's see. We've had from the history of time till now, now it's a, you know, it's all time highs and going, huh, no matter what happened, World wars, pandemics, I don't care what, no matter what happened, the markets go up. They go up and up and up. And I was reminded this week, I, I remembered writing an article years ago, four years ago, for Kiplinger. And what I did, the article was entitled, When the Dow Will Hit 50,000 and Why? Right. And I said, it's just a math equation. And I took the Dow when it was 1,000. 
And I mm-hmm. said, well, corporations tend to add 7% to their equity every year to their bottom line at, a say, a 17 times P.E. ratio, which is the long-term average of the S&P. If your value of your stock increased that at that rate for all the years up to when I wrote the article, I remember the, the number was 19,600. And when I wrote the article, the Dow was at 19,600. Now, it did not do that in a straight line. It was out of whack many times leading up to that. That was four years ago. And then if I extrapolate it further into today, I'd say the market's a little bit overvalued. But it's still extrapolating out to 50,000 by the year 2030, just based on the math. Now, will it be 50,000 in 2030? I have no idea. But it certainly wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that it just continues this very, very, very long-term trend of a particular amount of earnings and markets go up over time. So really, when they ask, you know, is it going to fall and not recover? The, the answer is not that it won't recover. It will. It always has. Will it recover in the time period that you need to access those funds is really what the question is. Well, Brian, I've heard people say, well, we thought 2020 was going to go well, then look what happened. But, you know, that was a black swan event, something that we couldn't predict was going to happen. But then look at the gravity of what did happen with this global pandemic. And at this point in time, I mean, we've bounced back a great deal from that. I mean, now we have a vaccine. We would have never thought of having a vaccine any sooner than four or five years before this. And now less than a year, we have not one vaccine, but three or four vaccines. And the market just seems to keep doing well. So on today's show, I want to title this show Guide to the Markets. This is our beginning guide to the markets. And let's start with actually the S&P 500 index at inflection points. Let's start there. Yeah, and this is, I like to do this every quarter. It's from the J.P. Morgan Asset Management Guide to the Markets. And I think they do a fantastic job breaking down all the different attributes of, of markets. It's, it's a little dry maybe for some. I'll try and make it a little spicy, a little interesting. Lots of facts and figures and numbers, which I love and is important, but I'll you know, certainly put my editorial in as much as possible. But as I look at the S&P 500, you can kind of, I can kind of break down the last, what, 25 years quite easily. If I start in 1996, the S&P between 1996 and 1990, essentially 2000, went up 100%. So wow. late 90s, it went up 100%. And over the next three years, it gave it all back. And over the next, oh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five years, it went up 100% again. And over the next two years, into 08, it gave it all back again. So in 1996 and 2008, the S&P, if you just put it in in 96 and took it out at the end of 08, you would have had no gain. In fact, you would have had a loss. And so that's a long time. That's 12 years. So that's what I'm talking about when people are saying, well, what if it doesn't recover in their time period? Because maybe they had needed to take money out during that 12 years and they didn't get to get the eventual recovery. So now we go out another five years and the S&P is back where it was in 2007 and 1999. It's just there again. So right. we're all the way up to 2013 and you're going stock markets stink. They don't even grow. Why am I in this? You know, that's so long to have that happen. If you got in in 99 and and you're looking in 2012, you're going 13, 14 years I've been in this and I haven't made a dime. And so that's where it's tough. But if we take it from that point forward, 
Now we're talking, uh, you know, another 300% increase over the next 10 years. And so, but the thing about that even is we had two of the biggest moves ever in the market in a six-month period when the market dropped 34% or more from the end of in 2020 due to the pandemic and then gave it all and then recovered all of it back. That's, it seems to be a, a common theme. It does recover. Sometimes it takes three years. Sometimes it takes five years. In this case, it took about six months. I'm looking at this. This is really quite impressive here to see the graph go up from 08 through uh, 20. I mean, that's a tremendous gain there. But as you said, it dropped then with the pandemic down 34%. But then we bounced back 68%. And it's really just about as high or higher really than it's ever been, right? Yeah, it's higher than it's ever been. Now, we're going to talk valuations today, too, okay. and, and talk about whether that makes sense that it's that high and kind of where, where we're at on that. Because while well, I can talk about them right now, I, I just mentioned that the long-term average price earnings ratio of the S&P 500 has generally been about 17. And, you know, right now it's, it's much higher than that. Again, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second here. Well, let's just go right to it. The long-term average is actually 16.17. The S&P right at the end of 2020 was about 22 times earnings. So that's kind of way above the average, way above. It was this high only one other time in history, and that was at the end of the 90s, uh, 99, 2000, right in there, right before it had a big drop due to the dot-com crash and, and so forth, and 9-11. Now, the one thing to, to notice about this, if it was just all about price-earnings ratios, then we'd say, Ooh, we better get out of the market. It's too overpriced. Price is high. We know that. But the earnings, I don't know that we know what earnings are going to be for the S&P 500. They were down because of the pandemic. Now, I would contend that may, for many industries, that, that downward earnings that they experienced this year was a result of something that is more temporary in nature than permanent in nature. So I'm a little suspect of the earnings part of the P-E ratio, the E, that it may be understated right now. So maybe the price earnings, the true price earnings ratio isn't really that high, that bad. So that's just the one caveat I would say when analyzing these numbers. This is our quarterly market guide here on Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Brian, let's skip to another page here. And this is corporate profits, S&P 500 earnings per share. Talk a little bit about that. This is the, the crux of why markets are valued where they're at. You're not buying a product. You're buying earnings. You're buying profitability. Corporations are in, are in business to make a profit. They're also in business to do other things, but primarily they're in place to make a profit for their shareholders. Who are their shareholders? Well, there's always some shareholders at the top, mostly the formation people, the Elon Musks and the Jeff Bezos and the Bill Gateses, and they own a significant share when they put corporations out on the market to the public. But then the rest of it is owned by individuals such as you and I and our 401k plans and so forth, or pension plans or, you know, other, other investors in markets. And, and that's, you know, we're all a fractional owner of these companies. Now, what these companies profit is really what's going to determine or what, what they think, what we think they're going to profit in the future is what determines their price. So if we look at the average S&P 500 earnings per share, this graph goes back to the late 80s, early 90s. It was 20 bucks a share. At the end of the 90s, it was about 40 bucks a share. 
in, uh, let's say, 2010, it was about 80 bucks a share. So you can see this progression. Got to 100 bucks a share in 2015. Got to 120 just a year later. And, and this last year, it was about 140. But it had been 160. So we had a drop. But the projection is in 2022 that the earnings per share, the consensus analyst estimate earnings per share, will be close to $200 a share. So that's 10x from 88. Now, I bet if you, you put the, the stock market over overlaid on the earnings piece here, they'd be about the same. I mean, that is how the market tracks. And we're seeing corporations increase their earnings. And I've talked about this on the show for years. Why is that? Well, we have global markets opening up. We have, you know, lower taxes right now for corporations. We have primarily the biggest reason is technological advances, whether that's a burgeoning technology companies or just any kind of company using technology to increase their efficiencies and their productivity. So there's a lot of reasons why corporations are making even more and more profit and why we can be somewhat bullish about the market once we get out of this pandemic effect. We're talking about our quarterly market guide here on Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Drone Financial Services, Bauer Evans CPAs. Once again, you don't have to necessarily understand all of these facts and figures as Brian has presented them to us today. You just need to know that he and his advisors here at Madrona Financial Services do understand this and that they have all the information and tools that they need to put you in the position that you need to be in. Now, Brian isn't the only advisor here at Madrona Financial Services. There are a number of them on staff. If you would like to have your no-cost, no-obligation financial plan, you know, this is a great thing to do for the new year. Get yourself off on the right foot. Request that financial plan by calling 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also request it online by going to the website madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. We'd be happy to hear from you. Brian, time for a quick break here on Growing Your Wealth. When we come back, we'll continue with our quarterly guide to the markets when our show continues after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on, or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA today or visit online at madronafinancial.com for your no-obligation review. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. So if you own an annuity or are thinking about buying one, call the professionals at Madrona 
Corona Financial Services, and they'll explain the different types of annuities, tax truths, what they'll mean to your spouse and heirs, and most of all, how they should fit into your overall portfolio. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review and find out the truths about your annuities and how they should fit into your retirement income plan. The number to call is 844-MADRONA. That number again is 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. Prosper with Madrona. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about the year in review from uh, J.P. Morgan's Guide to the Market. So let's continue here a little bit, Brian, and talk about the S&P 500 index concentration, valuations, and earnings. I'll let you pick it up from there. Yeah, I think this is really important because a lot of people are listening have money in the S&P 500. They hear about the S&P 500 all day long. They call it the stock market. They, they say, okay, this is what the S&P is doing. But the S&P, much like the United States, in fact, that's probably a pretty good analogy. If you say, if you're in the United States, you're doing X, you're doing great because technology shares are going way up. And you might say, yeah, we are doing great if you're in Washington State or you know Seattle or Bellevue, Austin, Silicon Valley. You'd say, yeah, that's right. That's that's our market. That's what we understand. But if you're in a state that doesn't have technology companies, you're in West Virginia, you're in North Dakota, you're somewhere else, you're going, I don't see anything from that. I, we're not doing that good. Well, that's because you got your haves and your have-nots. That's the same thing with the S&P 500. Yes, it's the top 500 U.S. companies. But when we look at the dominance of even the just the top 10 so the first 10 stocks of the S&P 500 five years ago represented about 18% of the value, almost a whole fifth of it, just those 10. Fast forward to today, and now it's closer to 30%. So when we're talking about the S&P 500, a full 30% is 10 stocks, and the other 70% is 490 companies. So what are the 10 stocks we're talking about? If you're in the S&P, you pretty much are, your return is going to be tied almost directly to these 10 companies. They're Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Tesla, Google, Class A, Google Class C, Berkshire Hathaway, Johnson Johnson, and JP Morgan, which this guide was prepared by. And so you can see that, that really it's if you don't have those companies in your portfolio or you have those companies within the S&P 500, your returns are going to be very directly tied to them. They're not going to be tied to the 400th to 500th companies in the S&P 500. They probably don't even add up to 1% of what this thing is valued at. We're talking about the J.P. Morgan quarterly market report here on Growing Your Wealth. Uh, Brian, let's jump to small cap versus large cap stocks. First of all, the definition of large cap versus small cap. Yeah, and that goes into the the analysis of the S&P 500 because it's a weighted index. So let's say that Apple is worth a trillion and another company is worth 10 billion, then they're only going to be one one one-hundredth of the weight of that index because it's all based on size. And so the biggest companies in the U.S. are enormous. They're just enormous relative to the 100th biggest or the 400th biggest companies in the U.S. as far as their market valuation. And so, you know, you got your large cap, mid cap, small cap. 
that's everybody has a little different definition of it. It's just kind of trying to get a certain number of companies within each segmentation. But if you got a company worth two hundred billion dollars on the market, it's going to be large cap. You know, if it's you know a hundred or maybe seventy billion, it might be mid cap. If it's five billion or two billion or one billion, it's a small cap. When I say small cap company, we're talking a multi billion dollar company because uh, you got micro cap too. A multi billion dollar company, but relative to the really large companies in the U.S., it's just not as big. So there's a lot of Companies you may drive by that you go, oh yeah, I, I shop there to buy my pizzas there, or I, you know, get my office supplies there. They might be a small cap because they just don't have the market uh, dominance that a lot of these big tech companies have. So let's talk about these small cap and large cap stocks here, and let's start with sector. First of all, is the infotech sector there? Talk a little bit about the small cap and the large caps there, and the difference between the two. Yeah, as I mentioned, technology shares for the large cap represent. 20, almost 28% of the S&P 500. So when you buy the S&P 500, a full 28% is just information technology shares. It's not energy and, 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 and consumer and, and healthcare and real estate and utilities and, and materials, all these other sectors, just the technology. So if you don't own the tech stocks, like if you own a dividend growth uh, mutual fund or ETF, you probably missed out on the gains of the tech stocks in 2020. So it's almost 28%. But with the small caps, it's half of that. It's only 14% of the index. Within the small caps, the biggest sectors are healthcare at 20%, mm-hmm. banks at 15%, financials, uh, bank and insurance, industrials, uh, manufacturing, uh, another 15% there. And they don't have a whole lot of con- communication services because it takes large companies to do that and so forth. So that's their dominant uh, sectors. Large companies, again, I mentioned information technology is 28% of the S&P, healthcare at 13, consumer discretionary at 13, and financials are only 10% because there's more local smaller banks. That's why financials are 15% for small caps. Brian, so let's move ahead now to the slide which talks about returns and valuations by style. Yeah, this can get you in a little trouble sometimes because you might look at something and go, oh, it's, it's way up, I want to buy it. And maybe the worst time to buy it. So it, it, you just have to be a little careful. One of the things that I'm looking at is what the current price earnings ratio is versus the long-term average. And almost all of the data, in fact, all of the data inflection points would say that the market is overvalued uh, because, again, earnings, the quality of earnings being reported isn't that great because you know we just went through a pandemic. So we have to take that with a grain of salt. But the price earnings ratios, you want a low price earnings ratio typically. But the you know, if if you bought all the low ones, you'd miss out on the tech stocks because they're is very high. In fact, for large companies, it's basically thirty over thirty times earnings. For mid size, it's forty times earnings. And for small company growth stocks, it's seventy-six times earnings. Again, we have to consider the pandemic effect on that. So we're gonna take this with a grain of salt. And again, as you speak about these things, Brian, I'm just really amazed at how much you know about this. And I was thinking to myself, what other financial advisor can you speak with who's going to be able to tell you this stuff? Certainly a broker or dealer is not going to be able to tell you this too. So this is a good example of the sort of service that you get in the knowledge and experience from Madrona Financial Services. We're talking about our quarterly market analysis here on growing your wealth. Let's skip ahead here to returns and valuations by sector, Brian. Yeah. And, and you know, in comment to that, 
this is important information for us to know and and you know it's great that we do but it's really the application of this information that's going to be the difference maker here because you know i can know all the facts and figures in the world and be the best cfa in a in a back room and analyzing data and, you know but if i don't understand the income tax implications of, of selling a property where you're, you have an investment property with personal residence, you want to take advantage of the exclusions and 1031 exchanges and DSTs and, and gifting to children and so forth, uh, how to do that tax-free. If I don't understand all the inter, interrelations of all the different products available with the CPA side of things represented in the investment advisory side, then it doesn't really matter you know, how much I, I know about all these stuff or all these facts and figures. But it is important that we round ourselves out, that it, it isn't just about product, like, uh, you know, let me sell you an annuity, let me put you in the market, let me put you in a real estate investment trust, let me put you in a DST. It's way beyond that. It's If, if we have a well-rounded understanding of all, all things financial, then we can start making some sense of decisions because there is no easy easy button to hit when you're making a financial decision. There's always pros and cons. There's pros to buying growth stocks right now. The con would be they're maybe a little overvalued. You know, so everything out there has pros and cons. And I just want to kind of, you know, have that, that discussion for folks. You know, some some people are going, I love this show. I'm nerding out. And some people are going, can you give me another <laughs> cup of coffee? You're killing me. You're killing me, Brian. You're killing me. <laughs> well, I have been uh, honored and privileged to uh, sit here with you for almost seven years now and be the benefit of your knowledge and experience. So I really, really do appreciate that, and I'm sure that your clients do appreciate the fact that you do have this knowledge, but more importantly, as you said, that you know how to apply this knowledge to people's portfolios. We're going to once again remind folks that if you do not have a financial plan just yet and you want one, again, for our loyal listeners, there is no cost and there's no obligation for this financial plan. You can get yours by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. We also invite you to check out the website, which is madronafinancial.com. You can request it from there as well. If you do have a financial plan from someone else and you just want a second look at that plan, again, no cost and no obligation to take a look at that, 844 844- Madrona, or you can request it online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We're talking about our quarterly market recap review, and we'll continue that when our show continues right after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. 2020 has come to an end, and the passing of another year means we get to start fresh and reevaluate our goals. As we enter into 2021, take a moment to reflect back on what mattered most in the past year. It could have been your health, your friends, and most likely, your family. Let the start to 2021 be a call to action to ensure that you have a solid estate and legacy plan in place for your family. Call 844-MADRONA to get more information on creating a plan to fit your loved one's needs. At Madrona Financial Services, they believe in creating comprehensive written plans designed to help ensure you never outlive your money and that your plan also reflects the wishes you have for your family. And to make it easy, Madrona Financial Services offers complimentary virtual no-obligation meetings where they'll take the time to discuss your unique goals and financial situation. Leave this past year behind and enter a new one with the confidence that your loved one's future is secure. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Many people are experiencing unexpected job loss and find themselves in uncharted waters. From some of the largest employers in our area laying off employees to the smallest having to close their doors, 
This is impacting many of us and our neighbors. Losing a job is hard enough, but with the added stress of what to do with your 401k or other employer-sponsored plans, it can feel overwhelming. At Madrona Financial Services, we are here to help bring clarity, direction, and strategy to your financial world. Our staff of wealth managers and CPAs can answer your questions and provide the type of guidance these times require. You can start by scheduling a complimentary phone call or virtual meeting so we can discuss your personal situation and how we may be able to help. There are important financial considerations when it comes to certain employer-sponsored plans. We'll help explain your options so you can avoid any unnecessary penalties or taxes. Schedule your complimentary meeting today at 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. madronafinancial.com That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion of the year in review from J.P. Morgan's Guide to the Markets. And Brian, I want to talk about the S&P 500 performance by sector here. I've got uh, a lot of sectors, including retail and tech and groceries and so forth. Let's break it down for the folks. Yeah, and these are just specific sectors and just kind of pointing out what may be obvious to some. We had some real big gainers in the S&P and, and companies and, and business types, and we had some big losers due to the pandemic. So on the gain side, the returns for 2020, the, the winner was online retail. Yeah, uh, We kind of know who that was. And then during the break, we had an interesting conversation about <laughs> how you know, you, you, maybe you can mention, Jeff, about what you, what you heard about newspapers. Oh, yeah. I remember back when I was about, oh, I guess 19 or 20 years old. And I read the fact that, you know, newspapers are going to go away, printed material, books and so forth. And I thought, well, that's never going to happen. How could you possibly have those go away? They said, no, you'll, you'll read it on some sort of electronic device. And today, I mean, that was something that came true. And we've been doing this for a while now. Amazon started out selling books, and now a lot of books are downloaded. We don't have as many books. I mean, look at the Barnes & Nobles and those sort of bookstores that have gone out of business. I mean, everything these days. And I think it's going to continue to be that way in the future once the pandemic eases a little bit and you can go back to stores. Now, again, I may be wrong, but think about this. If I need a little plug or some electronic device, why would I get in my car and drive from electronic store to electronic store? Or if I needed some houseware, go to store to store to store to store. When I can sit at home in my bed, I can sit in the bathroom if I want to, and I can pick out just what I want and have it delivered to my door the next day or the day after that. Why would I go back to doing business the other way? I mean, that really points to, I think that online retail is going to continue to be really, really big. And my question is, Brian, is there any room for even more growth there? Well, sure there is. And, you know, it's just just kind of comical to me that, that, yeah, we'll never get away from newspapers. Are you crazy? (laughs) Fast forward to now, who would have believed today if they they just showed up on this planet? Oh, yeah, one of the biggest companies in the world was a bookseller. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's amazing. Whoa. Yeah, Brian, I lived in New York City, and I and I remember the sea of cabs that you used to see there. Today, it's a sea of Amazon trucks. Yeah, that's that's right. They are everywhere, and it's just you know that 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 goes back. We talked about this on the show, especially during the pandemic. Can your business adapt? Things have changed. The world has changed. The world will continue to change. 
can you adapt? And probably the two best adapters that I have ever seen is Amazon going from a bookstore to what they do now with the online retail and Netflix. I mean, we would send in our thing, we'd get our three CDs, you know, and and watch three movies and send them back in. Blockbuster, you could just go down and pick it up and and all that. So you kind of had memberships to both and and one went away and one is thriving. They're, they're the new, you know, the MGM studios or whatever. I mean, they're a totally different business. So they yeah. completely adapted. So it's just interesting to see how some adapt and some do not. Yeah, MGM, as you said, some of the film studios, because theaters aren't open and people will be reticent to going back into a theater. I think anytime soon, they're releasing these straight to streaming. And, you know, you mentioned Netflix, but there's also, I mean, there's Hulu out there. There's a Disney Plus, HBO Max. Everybody has some sort of a streaming service. So yes, things are changing. And I think it's really important to remember that when you're investing as to what the really trends of now and the trends of the future are going to be. So let's talk about the S&P 500 performance by sector. And right there at the top there, and the biggest growth is online retail. Yeah, it went up 69% in value during the year 2020. And you know, I, certainly it's lofty valuations, but that does not mean it's going to not continue to go up because you know, that's the move right now. Following that is information technology was up 44% in 2020. Home improvement, because we're all stuck yeah. home. We're fixing our house up 28%. Yeah. Uh, groceries, 27%, because we're not going to restaurants as much. Communication services, 24%, because everybody listening is on their phone at least 50 times a day, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And so those are the big winners. And that's not a big surprise to me. In fact, that's a lot of our overweighted ETFs in our model portfolios right now. Whether it's technology, semiconductors, software, communication services, those are all overweight, and they're overweight in the S&P. Now, on the the side of things that did not do well were three areas of real estate, publicly traded REITs. Uh, That would be office, apartment, and retail, shopping centers. And I think that's, everybody knows why. I don't have to get into reasons for that. But they're down double digits, between 15 to 30%. Others, energy was down 34%. So your oh, Exxon, Chevron's, other energy companies within the S&P 500 dropped 34% in 2020. Airlines, 31%. Hotels, resorts, and cruise lines, 26%. And so those are the areas, even banks dropped 14%. So those are the, the sectors that are on the loss side. You might say, well, the s and is at record highs, and you're just naming sector after sector that's down 15 to 35 percent. I'm like, yes, we had winners, we had losers within the S&P 500. It's up because of the 44 percent return on information technology shares Mm -hmm. that represents nearly 30 percent of the index. That's why the average looks like it's up. But if you take that out, the S&P 500 would have dropped. Well, I can understand cruise lines and airlines, that sort of thing. I was surprised about energy, but then when you think about it, energy encompasses, I would imagine, gasoline and oil, and people aren't really driving as much. They can work from home anymore, so that makes sense. Out of these loser categories that we talked about here, are there any of them that you see that might rebound once the pandemic is in our rearview mirror completely? Depending on the kind of energy, I mean, that's another have and have not. There are areas within energy that were up over 100%. Mm -hmm. It was renewable energy. And so if you owned renewable energy within the energy sector, you did great. But the other ones did even worse than the average of 34%, given that, that stat I just read off. And so 
I'm not looking for a big recovery in office or retail REITs. Perhaps airlines, once we get back, and, and uh, it might be a good time to buy some of the you know hotel-type things that the, once they recover, you know people will go back to travel, and there's a lot of pent-up demand, and so that might yeah. not be a bad place. And, and certainly, I'm, I'm kind of surprised to see banks dropping that much on, yeah. on average, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see them have a, have a good, good rebound from that, too. So. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hit and miss. That's why we use ETFs and broad market investments like the NASDAQ or the S&P 500 especially, because we can get a cross-section and not miss out on everything by trying to guess which area the market's going to recover the most and maybe guess wrong or, or you know, uh, or don't stick with something long enough or whatever. That's why we often do broad market investing. Well, the sectors that are not doing so well, I'm wondering if any of these could be buying opportunities. Are some of these things on sale? As you said, for example, we're not suggesting at all anything particularly, but airlines pent up demand to get out there and at least get out of your home. I know the business travel is going to be different. People are, of course, used to using Zoom and so forth and so on. But when you really look at some of these, are there any sectors that you think could be buying opportunities? Well, it's all about the profitability. Now, I could, I could sit here and say, oh, yeah, we should all buy airline stocks because everybody's going to be flying, and maybe they are, and maybe all the airlines will be, all their routes will be packed and everything. But airlines have not been the best at figuring out how to make a profit because this mm-hmm. is such a commoditized industry. So, again, it's, it, when we go back to a prior slide, it's about corporate profits and, and growth of profits. So, we have to look into consider other factors when considering adding a sector overweight to the portfolio. Well, you know, getting on an airline and flying someplace doesn't appeal to me right now, but I remember watching Star Trek as a kid, and I'm into this teleportation thing. So if they ever perfect that, I can just simply go into a little tube and uh, push a button. I'll be in Hawaii someplace. When that becomes a reality, I think I'm all in on that. We're talking I think about. We call the, that Zoom, Jeff. I think <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm going to be doing this show from Hawaii in the future. Sure. So I think oh, yeah. No, Zoom. you could do that. You absolutely could do that. I want to see you on the beach there in Hawaii talking to us about finances back here while it's 40 degrees and raining in uh, Seattle, Washington. We're talking about our market recap here on Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs, and we'll continue that in just a moment. In the meantime, as always, get your financial plan at no cost and no obligation from the advisors here at Madrona Financial Services. I know that the firm has done so well that we've added a few advisors, so Brian's not the only one that you can speak with here. There are a lot of very, very qualified people who can advise you not only on your financial plan, but with Bauer Evans CPAs, too going hand in hand. You can also get some tax advice as well. To request your complimentary plan, once again, the number to call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, and of course, always, madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up our evaluation of the markets and more when our show continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. I sometimes get asked, do I really need a financial planner? And surprisingly, my answer might be, sometimes you don't. Because when you're accumulating assets in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, you got your business, you're investing in your 401k, you're putting in the market, you only have a few options there anyway. So, you know, I think an S&P 
investment uh, might be uh, very adequate to do or or a long-term target date fund that's heavy in equities because over time that seems to do much better than any other investment from 401ks. You might be buying rental houses, fixing them up. So I don't know too many financial planners that can really adjust your 401k plan choices nor uh, help you with fixing a, a leaky toilet in one of your rentals. You're kind of on your own or help you with your business as, as you're building that. But there comes a time in your life when you're considering what am I going to do in retirement and what are some of the things that I can do at that time. Now, when you're thinking about retirement, you might have heard me on the radio and you think, yeah, I might want one of some of those private non-traded REITs or those annuities that might pay you increasing cash flow for life or that uh, universal life policy where I take money out and it's income tax-free or some of that tax planning. Well, the common theme of all those things is you cannot buy one of those on your own. You have to buy them through a licensed financial advisor, whether it's an insurance license or the securities license, or maybe you've heard me talk about Delaware Set Short Trust. That's another one. You can't buy it on your own. So with financial planning, sometimes you do not need a financial planner, but sometimes you absolutely do. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Madrona Financial. Investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to talk about small businesses and wrap up our discussion of J.P. Morgan's Guide to the Markets. That's right, Brian. And to wrap this up here a little bit, there's been a lot of information and deep dives that you've done for us here in the last uh, three segments or so. But I want to wrap up and once again reiterate the fact that it's not the information that you're putting out there for people to know, but it is how that you apply this information. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, certainly I've had a lot of conversations, especially with higher net worth folks that are looking for somebody they trust, understands all the implications of many different things and how they interrelate, whether it's their investments and their retirement plans, whether it's their business their real estate, their estate planning, charitable giving, legacy questions, how they can save on taxes, how they can help future generations. They never find that any entity that that says, yeah, I can answer all those questions at a high level and and do it right. It doesn't exist out there. We're there and we're that that firm. So I hear over and over people, oh my gosh, I finally found the firm that can help us with all of that. And as a firm, we all work together, our 30 plus employees, we all have access to each other and we work together. I certainly don't do all the work there. Anybody, a lot of people are like, oh, you must be busy all the time. I'm like, well, no, I'm not doing all the work. It's, you know, it's my advisors that are and, and the support team that we have and the CPAs and they're all working together doing the heavy lifting. I'm just here taking all the glory, getting to talk to Jeff uh, <laughs> on Saturday mornings and afternoons and so forth. This is, this is fun, you know, this is yeah. work. But I mean, you do have these advisors. And I, again, I want to point out, I know many of them. They are very qualified. They are very competent. They really, really do know their stuff. But you do sort of have a, a general overview of everything that goes on, right? Well, yeah, I'm still the the lead of the investment committee. So just because you're talking to Andrew or Matt or Michael or Christy or Joel doesn't mean that I didn't have my my 
input on that. Uh, certainly, we work together to create the investment mix and and the product selections and stuff. I, I got my finger on all of that. I'm just maybe not right. the one communicating it to you. I'm doing that in the background. Uh, I'm the lead of the investment committee. So I certainly am involved with every client, but just not necessarily from a one-on-one standpoint. I can't be everywhere for everyone. Right. And so we can service a lot more people by having such qualified folks and frankly, you know, these people are very, very smart and, and know all the answers I have. I'm just, again, the one taking the glory here on the radio show. Yeah. yeah, I am impressed with some of the people that you have working here. Well, not some of the people. I'm impressed with all the people that you have working here because you have really picked the cream of the crop. I mean, there are a couple of people I can think of that were valedictorians of their class, and they're just extremely intelligent. They're extremely dedicated to doing the right thing and serving your clients here at Madrona Financial. Once again, if you would like to benefit from the intelligence, the background, and the services of the advisors at Madrona Financial Services, again, 844-MADRONA is the number to call to get your complimentary no-cost, no-obligation plan. You can also request it online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, here we are in 2021. A lot of people looking ahead to the new year, and some people may have been furloughed or laid off from their jobs, or other people just want to start a business in 2021 for whatever reason. So I want to take some time in this particular segment to talk about that a little bit. We may not have time in this segment to talk everything that we want to talk about starting a business. But, you know, here at Madrona Financial Services, you have 30-plus employees along with Bauer Evans CPA, so I know that you've got a lot of experience with running a business. First off is when you start a business, you're a sole proprietor. How do you know when it is time to switch from being a sole proprietor to forming a corporation? Yeah, and there's a couple ways to do that. You got to look at, am I going to form an LLC, limited liability company, uh, S Corp or C Corp? Sometimes you're doing that for liability purposes to limit your liability in case you're sued. Although if you're a professional services company like what I do, whether it's accounting firm or financial planning firm, an attorney, an engineer, you don't get limited liability protection from incorporating. You have to get malpractice insurance. Doctors okay. throw them in there too. And so I don't, I don't get that. So I do it for other reasons. And so one of the, you know, that's a big decision, you know, C-Corp, S-Corp, what's the difference there? Well, C-Corp is required to pay income tax on their earnings. And then when you take the earnings out as the owner in the form of a dividend, you pay income tax again. It has a double taxation. Mm -hmm. Why would anybody want to do that? Well, you wouldn't. But if you're big, you have to. You can't be an S-Corp. So Amazon and Microsoft have to be a C-Corp. But Madrona Financial and Bauer Evans do not have to be a C-Corp. They can be an S-Corp. But uh, S-Corps have some limitations, and so you might elect to be an LLC electing to be taxed as an S-Corp. S-Corps only get taxed once. They do not, actually, they do not pay tax at all. They're just a reporting entity. So if I own an S-Corp and it makes $100,000 profit, the $100,000 profit is reported by the S-Corp, and it goes on to my personal income tax return as $100,000. So I'm the one personally that would pay it if I own that S-Corp. And then one other caveat is S-Corps have two people they pay. Their employees, and let's say I'm a single person S-Corp, they might pay me a salary, and I'm also the owner. They might be pay me as the investor, and I get a distribution there. Any amount I pay as a wage to the employee me gets both halves of Social Security and Medicare tag, tagged onto it. Any amount coming out as a return on my investment avoids the Social Security and Medicare times two. So now we're into the discussion about how to save Social Security taxes and so forth. So there's a lot of things that go into entity selection. And I'm not advising anybody on here what to pick. 
I have my ideas of, about what makes sense, and so we can certainly help with that, that analysis. Brian, you talked about an LLC electing S-Corp status, LLC standing for Limited Liability Corporation. Why would you have an LLC electing S-Corp as opposed to just having an S-Corp? Yeah, so LLC, you might do the analysis, go, oh, these are the most, this would be the best setup, and you, I'm going to be an LLC. But if in that example, if you made the $100,000, all $100,000 is subject to both halves of the Social Security and Medicare tax. Mm-hmm. You don't get any coming out as a wage separately that avoids it. And you're going, well, that stinks. Not unless you set up as an LLC because you like the flexibility of that. But then you elected S-Corp status just for income tax filing purposes only. Now that allows you to take some of that money out without the Social Security and Medicare tax times too. So it's just an advanced concept to how you might set up a small business. And you probably wouldn't go through all this rigmarole if you're, you know, selling you know, muffin tops at the fair, yeah. uh, you know, twice a year and you make, you know, $3,000 profit. You're not going to go through all of that. There has to be some, some relative profit that makes sense to add the, to the complexity of even filing or setting up your LLC or S Corp and filing that separate tax return versus just doing a Schedule C as a sole proprietor. Now, Brian, would you say that there's a monetary threshold that you would suggest that someone meet before they consider doing an LLC S-Corp? I mean, like you said, if you're selling muffin tops at the fair, you may make three grand, and yeah, you can go ahead and do a Schedule C on that, but how much money do you think that you need to be making before it makes sense to do an LLC electing S-Corp? Yeah, I mean, that that's a great question. I don't, don't really have a number, but it's, it's certainly uh, above probably 50,000 net profit, you know, before you probably consider that, you know, or at least intend to do that. Or if you have liability concerns, you, you would do that even at a lower level. So it really is a case by case, but there has to be some, you know, because it does cost money to file returns and set these things up. So you want to at least think that you're getting some benefit from the incorporation. Yeah, and that's the other thing to consider, too, is that not only are you filing a return as a person, but also you need to file corporate returns. Now, those corporate returns, uh, no matter what the corporation is, are they just once a year? Well, you got your your corporate return, whether it's LLC or the S-Corp. In this case, I don't really see a lot of C-Corps because we don't work with super large companies. And so uh, they're once a year, but then you have other tax returns you got to file, the business and occupation tax, the the you know, Washington State does not have a corporate income tax, but they have something more onerous. It's the, the tax on your gross revenue for the right to do business here. It's the right. DNO tax. That might be annually, quarterly, monthly, depending on the size of your company. You got If you're doing that payroll to yourself as an S-Corp or LLC, then you have you know federal unemployment, state unemployment, labor and industries, Form 941 for Medicare and Social Security. Now, there's a lot of tax forms out there that, that you're filing at various intervals depending on the size of your business. So, Brian, I think a lot of people consider doing a corporation because they just want to reduce their taxes. Is there really any benefit to having a corporation insofar as your tax obligations go personally? There can be a lot of benefits to that. And so certainly the Social Security and Medicare savings is a primary benefit. You, you um, have to be careful about the amount uh, going to to that versus how much you pay yourself in payroll. The IRS has guidelines, court cases, and all of that based upon you know that. So that selection, you know, you ask you know ten different CPAs what it needs to be. You'll probably get ten different answers. <laughs> you know, you might have some. I've heard CPAs say, you know, pay it all out in salary because they're so conservative. They don't want ever the possibility of an IRS audit. 
and losing. And I think that's, you know, that's not very good advice. You know, so, and others say, well, take it all out as earnings and nothing to, well, the IRS is real time after time. You can't do that and, and not expect to get nailed on that. They call it pigs get fed and hogs get slaughtered. You're being a hog. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta be smart about that. And, and there's no, nothing in the tax code saying what it needs to be or the court case is saying what it needs to be. But certainly an experienced CPA can help guide you along to get the right mix of that. And we, of course, have a lot of those experienced CPAs on our staff. That's right, with Bauer Evans CPAs. Well, Brian, I think that this is a topic that really merits some further discussion. So we'll continue to talk about if you're starting a business and some of the things that you might want to consider in future shows here on Growing Your Wealth. But for the time being, Brian, we're out of time for this week. I want to thank everyone for listening to us. Most importantly, have yourself a great weekend, a great day, and a great year. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Don't let the health crisis that began in 2020 become a wealth crisis for you in your retirement. Times like these require a plan and people you can trust by your side. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has been helping retirees navigate through changing times for more than 30 years. If you're not 100% certain that your current plan is equipped to handle times like these, call Madrona Financial Services right now, and Brian will meet with you personally. The number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. But spaces are limited, so call now. The pandemic could likely affect your taxes, Social Security, your investments, your health care, and a lot more. So now isn't the time for guesswork. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA. A sound strategy and a team by your side could add hundreds of thousands of dollars or more over your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA right now. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit online at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. As I talked about yesterday, the future of Social Security has some problems in that it's only pre-COVID about three quarters financed and it's one quarter short. And whether we're going to have to raise payroll taxes, decrease benefits, certainly decrease the cost of living adjustments and all of that. But what's a person to do knowing that what we know today that Social Security is not funded and there's going to be some major changes at some point and they're going to be negative. What can a person do? Well, certainly one 
of the strategies that I've used for my clients over and over is to pair the social security with the knowledge that it's not going to have raises and so forth with a proper fixed index annuity strategy. And usually I want to pair it with one that has an increasing lifetime cash flow built into the fixed index annuity. So the fixed index annuity does a number of things. Primarily, it protects your asset because it can't go down in value in a given year, but also with the increasing lifetime cash flow, it can't run out. So it will pay you and your spouse if either one of you is still living for as long as you're alive. And so that's another thing. Some of them have additional death benefits attributed in them. But having the increasing lifetime cash flow with the market protection protects against longevity risk, inflation risk, market risk, all these different risks, things that the stock market doesn't do very well. And going forward, I don't think Social Security is going to go well unless you pair it with a fixed index annuity. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Madrona Financial. Investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit MadronaFinancial.com.